0: Hello and welcome to the Boss Babe Diaries. My name is Lois Banks and today I am joined by an incredible guest, Matty Hill, who is a PT and online coach. He's very focused on helping people get strong, happy and confident within themselves whilst fighting the industry bullshit. So we both have very similar approaches when it comes to our clients, which is why he is the perfect guest to bring on. So I'm going to let Matty introduce himself to you all.
1: Hello. Thank you. What an introduction. Um, I, I'm, re- I'm really bad at talking about myself. Um, my clients probably won't agree, but I am, as you said, I'm a personal trainer and I am also now dabbling in the online world and that's kind of where I want to go. But yeah, pretty much, as you said, like I've kind of, my whole ethos has been that I want to be the person for someone else that I needed when I was a teenager, even in like my early 20s. So I'm here to try and help people get strong, get confident, and basically just live a happier and more active life. And that's me in a nutshell.
0: You're doing amazing things and I love what you do. I love your message on Instagram. Um, Matty's handle, by the way, is, what is it? Is it Matty, just Matty Matty Hill on Instagram?
1: It's Matty A. Hill.
0: Matty A Hill on Instagram. So go give him a follow because he's funny. (laughs) You some of the (laughs) stuff you post on there, I literally crack up. It was your recent videos that you're you're posting about all the shit going on on TikTok, all of the fitness advice that's going on on there. It's honestly a shitstorm, isn't it?
1: Oh, it's mad, isn't it? Like, and I think sometimes I, I I wonder who who genuinely believes this, but then I go back you know 10-15 years and I would have done that like Mm -hmm. I've bought some I've bought some serious crap um in my time (laughs) I remember like my early teens when I discovered that my school had an ice cream van that would come at the end of the day and I could just like buy anything (laughs) at the end I'd be like stocking up on on all sorts of stuff and i just got really really overweight and um but I, I was like desperate to do i was just desperate to lose weight right and i bought this like it was called 6 second abs and like the guy advertising it it's a dvd no it's like a um it's essentially like a sit up machine and honestly, the, it's the, the, the weirdest contraption ever, right? So you're like, um, you basically mimic doing a crunch and it would take um, three seconds to go down, three seconds to come back up. So tempo, actually on point, but the the machine <laughs> itself was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, I think I lasted doing it for about, I don't know, a month. And then um, it just ended up in the tip. It was it was shocking, but it came with the DVD. Did you
0: get different. abs? No. <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking that was... <laughs> Can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine? Can <laughs> you imagine? So. Like I'd still be doing it. I'd still be doing it now. And, and I wouldn't have abs. Um, basically, because I was eating like an absolute idiot. But yeah, it's funny how you believe these things, right? And the, you know. the, the stuff on TikTok and TikTok as a platform is massive. And but don't you the think reach that...
0: with um, TikTok, it's just there's a younger audience on there right and a lot of them don't have the knowledge that obviously we have and like understandably because it's not you know, why why would they know you know if I think back to when I was 15 16 I don't have a clue about how to lose body fat or how to get strong or what was best to do and I was very similar in that I used to buy I used to buy like weight loss pills and I used to think that waist trainers were the way forward and these you know six minute like ab workouts or you know like toned toned tummy exercise like sizes and stuff like that. I always used to try and follow those. So of course when you feel a bit stuck and you want a result and you feel like where the hell do I start and you see all this information flying about which has got millions of views by the way. It's you think bad, oh well it? that must be right it must be right and the I've seen the comments that come through on these videos and people will say oh how long do you do this for or how long did these results take or like how do I do this or whatever and they just they don't have a clue because they're being fed this bullshit which understandably you know if it is coming from Someone who has got millions of followers, you're going to think, oh, well, they've got millions of followers, so they're legit and I've got to actually, I'm going to have to follow that. But someone like yourself and and me who have a smaller following who put, I'd say, arguably genuine content out there. Our stuff gets way less reach because we don't preach that whole. All right, you're going to get results in two weeks. We're more sustainability. It's going to take a little bit of a while. You're going to have to put in the work, and most people don't want that.
1: They want that quick result. Exactly. That's well. That's it, isn't it? It's the quick result and the quick fix sells, and the people who, you know, I don't want to just limp like put it as just influences because there are more people doing it than than just like your stereotypical influencer but they're all in typically great or what we would class as great shape and the physique that a lot of people aspire to have and you look at it and you instantly think well if they look like that then they must have done this stuff which they're telling me that they do and you do fall into that trap and I think everybody and and I sometimes myself have to you know I think um I can only speak from a male perspective. I have a lot, a majority of my client base is female and I've had a very, uh, growing up, I've had a very strong like feminine influence on me and my life. I've been seeing my mom, my aunt, my, my nan for, for all intents and purposes as well um, do all these ridiculous, crazy diets. But, you know, from a male perspective, I'll look at physiques on... Not even like your your Hollywood actors, you know it's so like I was watching um on YouTube uh, a video the other day, and it 's about Chris Hemsworth and how I mean Chris Hemsworth is an absolute stunner of a bloke right I mean beautiful man <laughs> if, if if he if he had you know if he didn't have abs he 'd still be an absolute god um, but the, the the video was about the Whether it's steroids or whether it's whatever that he's been taking to, you know, get big for his role as Thor or in his upcoming movie where he's portraying Hulk Hogan, it's like you look at him and you think that's an attainable physique. And then you realize, like, even now I have to catch myself and think, oh no, well, he's not. Okay, (laughs) I'll probably have to be careful with what I say because I don't actually know, but I'm assuming, and, you know, a lot of people in the industry are saying, He's not natural, and there are a lot of people, even with nowhere near a profile as Chris Hemsworth, even influences, micro influences, whatever you call them, people in the gym. It's such a a big thing now, having and taking things like steroids or performance-enhancing drugs, or whatever, and getting that physique. And it's hard to know what's achievable, what's attainable, and you know whether you're doing the right thing. and That's something that I think we need to be more, we need to be more open and honest about it. I think the people doing it need to be more like, I have no problem with it. Right. But I think you need to specify. And I think that's where the danger comes in. And that's when the danger comes in on things like TikTok and platforms like that, where you see it, where a younger audience is exposed to it and they think shit, like I could look like that. And it's like, well, you're not going to look like is that it in actually six
0: realistic. Yeah. Is it? And yeah, is it, is sustainable? it
1: realistic?
0: And I think Absolutely. I was having a conversation with one of my clients actually the other day and she said, apparently she was watching an interview with Channing Tatum and he was talking about his role on magic Mike and obviously the physique um, that he had, he was very lean. He had, you know, those chiseled abs, you could see were very visible and, See, like I can only imagine somebody, you know, maybe that is younger that want that looks up to someone like Channing Tatum will see that and think wow, like he looks amazing. That's something that I want to try and achieve myself or that's how I want to look. You know, there is a lot of pressure on younger people, especially I think in this day, to, day and age with social media standards and, you know, see comparison and seeing other people on Instagram, et cetera. But he did this interview and apparently he said that he literally ate nothing to achieve that physique. Yeah. And it's like, well, where was that information however many years ago you yeah know? and it's just it is it's, it's scary to think that what these celebrities will put their bodies through to achieve a look for a role and something that is so glorified and glamorized and you know has so much airtime, yeah is actually under the surface toxic
1: yeah but I mean don't you think so much of society now is toxic like everything everything we consume tends to revolve around appearance and the you know how you look what's the right way to look and you know even shows like entertainment shows like love island for example and i know that the majority of people that will watch love island know that it's well you know what it is it's it's a bunch of stereotypical good-looking people thrown on an island and let's put them together make it dramatic and hope that some of them have sex with each other and eventually give us good television but we watch it and we think right well they're going to come out of this and they're going to sign a nice deal with pretty little thing or boohoo man or whatever. And then they're gonna literally not have to do anything. They're not really gonna have to work because all they'll have to do is post a few pictures on Instagram and they're gonna have so much money and they're gonna live the life that I wanna live. And I think, and I'll be honest, I'll get caught up in it sometimes. Like I'll look at someone who's been in this person, especially like when it comes to other coaches. You know, we do that thing, don't we? I, well, I'll I know I do you know when you say like comparisons a thief of joy and then you'll find yourself you'll 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 sit there and you'll be like you'll you'll spend or at least I do spend a good you know half a day looking at someone and thinking oh god I could be doing that I've had to limit
0: my Instagram consumption for for that reason because there was I did catch myself out on scrolling through and comparing myself and feeling a bit crappy and I was like well I'm in control of this I can I am in control of how much social media I'm yeah I'm consuming I am in control of whose profiles I'm looking at you know when in reality I should only be comparing myself versus the version of me that I was three four five years ago you know which when you think of it like that you you're like oh actually like I have come really far and you know that you're still growing and you know that you've still got so much more that you're going to achieve. And in five years time, you're going to be, look back to you now and think, wow, you know, I'm super, super proud. Um, yeah,
1: hundred percent. Yeah, you're right though. You do have to catch yourself, don't you? I'm reminding clients of it all the time, but I think it's easy to fall into that trap. And I think that's, that's a, it's a good thing that we both can recognize it. Like you recognize it, like you just said, then, um, it's good that we can see it within ourselves so then because we know what that feels like for clients or potential clients or just generally other people it's good to have that awareness I think but yeah you're right you've got to limit yeah. what you what you view on on social media um and stuff like I mean I've had to it, it's not necessarily physiques for me I mean, sometimes it can be, but it's mainly like what other coaches are doing, or like what the latest business mentor that pops up on your feed is saying. Like, why aren't you getting 10k a month? And it's like, oh my god, like that's that person's doing that. I need to do that, and, that, and I've had yeah. to delete some, like, remove some of them, and unfollow some of them. So, yeah, you know, Instagram um...
0: is a highlight reel. You know, oh, Instagram is a highlight reel. Even if you are comparing yourself to a coach or whatever that coach is going to be displaying pretty much most of the time their highlights they behind closed doors you never know what's going on they might have had a month where they their business plummeted but they might not necessarily show that so you really can't yeah. compare yourself to 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 other people when you've got your own wins and you've got your own incredible community of clients that you're building and you're doing great things yourself so you have to focus on Those things over, okay. Like I'm not this person because the thing is, Matt, you're never going to be anyone else.
1: Yeah, always the
0: only person you're ever going to be is you. So you have to focus on like becoming the best version of yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's um, yeah, I think it's a very it's a very important thing to remember as well. Your own individual wins. It's like um, it's something that I'm constantly reminding my clients of, I'm now actually implementing myself, you know, I'll go through phases of doing it and not, but yeah, I think it's, it's really important that everyone's got something that's, that's something um, to focus on that, that can be a win for them. If you, if you take enough time to reflect and reflect on your week, your month, your year, whatever it is. And um, yeah, I it's, it's, it's a really important element I think to, to, Incorporate into your life, focus on your trajectory, your vision of what you want, and the little things along the way that make you happy or little wins, you know?
0: Definitely. And I think this is another thing with toxic fitness culture is that there's this almost pressure and assumption that going to the gym is only for weight loss or it's only to get abs or it's only to look a certain way and I think a lot of people do okay might initially go to the gym with goals of wanting to change their physique or their body composition and there's nothing wrong with that but when it's that's the only focus and when that's pushed upon people I think if you see I've I've seen people pop up on Instagram and all they do is push, 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 push. Okay, like you need to get shredded for summer or you need to look a certain okay. way or you need to get rid of your, um, and I, I hate this word, bingo wings. You know, all those things, they oh, almost yeah. like prey on people's insecurities and push, 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 fat loss and make people feel even more insecure and like, oh, well, I must be doing this because this is what this coach is saying or whatever. And it's, as you've said, no, there's so many other amazing benefits of the gym and you will achieve so many other amazing wins that aren't just physique related. You know, you will start to feel strong. You'll start to feel more confident. You might start to feel more fit. You might start to just generally feel healthier and happier in yourself. And I do think that a lot of the toxic BS that we, we see does just prey upon all right well you need to be a certain physique you need to look a certain
1: way 100% 100% and i think the biggest one of the best things that i've done personally and then incorporated into my my coaching is the focus on performance you know i used to i, I used to obsess over the calorie burn you know if you if i go back 2 3 years ago Fitness for me was a case of, right, well, I'm going to go in and I've got to burn as many calories as possible because that's why I'm coming to the gym, right? I'm coming to the gym because I want to lose a bit of weight. Yeah, I want to build lean muscle. And I was very hit focused. I was hit focused as a trainer and I was hit focused in my own training, really. And it's not that I, I don't now dislike that, but I've evolved from thinking that that's the best thing. And I've gone now focusing more on the strength side, performance side. Well, let's work towards your first push up, first pull up. Let's work towards a deeper, stronger, better squat. Let's work on your deadlift form, you know, all these kind of things that I think are so, so much better to focus on because ultimately if you focus on weight loss or just your physique and, you know, I'm not going to lie and say that physique isn't an important thing because I think, you know, everybody wants to look and feel the best that they can, but that is very subjective and it doesn't have to be a certain way. And I think that's the key point to get across is you, you can focus and, 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 and want to look and feel better, but you don't have to have six pack abs. You don't have to have a toned flat stomach or whatever it might be and focusing on that performance focusing on getting stronger getting fitter it gives you so many more wins along the way going back to what we were saying before about you know having wins and I think where does it end if you just focus on your look like at what point are you going to be happy like are you going to be happy when you do lose x amount of weight or are you going to then think oh well I could do a little bit more actually and I've seen that with myself. I speak from personal experience with that, knowing that, well, I actually lost a load of weight, but I still wasn't happy. Like that, that weight loss, that number that I got to on the scale, when I stood on that scale and saw the number, I didn't look in the mirror and think job done. I'm happy now. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's, it's a very toxic thing. And I think switch that round, focus on, right. Well, I'm going in the gym today and I know that my coach has given me squats and this is what I did last week. I'm going to try and get one better. Or I'm going to try and go a little bit deeper into that squat. or I'm going to change the tempo, whatever it might be. I think it's just so much more of a, a positive and a, and a bigger endorphin release. I think, you know, Absolutely. you come out of that, you come out of that set and you're like, fuck, mm-hmm. the best set of squats I've done, yeah. you know? And I think it's, it's a massive thing like that.
0: I feel like a proper badass, don't you? You're like, yeah, I just teared up the gym today.
1: hundred, hundred percent. And like, you know, like I was saying before, like a lot of my clients are women and, you know, there's nothing better. There is genuinely nothing better for me than when I watch one of my female clients smash a PB or, you know, lift a weight that, you know, I know there are blokes in the gym that are looking at one of my clients one of my clients in particular is is getting really strong at the minute, and it's like it's actually mad, and I'm 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 loving every second of her progress. But I can see other people in the gym looking at her and thinking, "Fucking hell, she's strong!"
0: What a machine, and like, yeah. <laughs> and it's
1: and it's just amazing, and it fills me with such pride and excitement for her, and. And then I see her face when she puts the weight down and she's just like this little excited, almost like a little puppy just being like, oh my God, I did it, you know, <laughs> what's next? And um, and that's what I buzz off, you know? And, and I think the more, that, the more that people can see that and, and, and start adopting that frame of mind, the happier we're going to be, the better we're going to mm. be. And then ultimately, if weight loss is your goal, and, you know, you, you, will, you will reach that because, you know, you'll get to a point where if the gym's going well, you'll start thinking a little bit more about what you're putting into your body. You'll start thinking a little bit more like, well, actually I don't need to go out on Friday and a Saturday because I kind of value my sleep. And I know that like I'm going for a big set of squats tomorrow morning. Like I want to feel good for it. And that's not to say you need to be boring and not do anything, but it's like finding that balance. And, and I think it will go hand in hand.
0: Yeah. And I agree with what you said there in that, you know, you, At the end of the day, you have to do what's right for you and you have to do what makes you happy. And if staying in and getting some more sleep and showing up at the gym the next day and waking up and feeling fresh is important to you over going out and drinking. I do think that that is important. However, if you're avoiding going out because you're thinking, oh, no, it's too many calories or this, that, the other. And you've got that kind of mindset. That's when it becomes trouble I think yeah you know totally but, agree yeah you know I as I'm getting older and I say old I'm 28 I'm nearing 30 now I am do you know what I appreciate so much going to bed early getting sleep staying hydrated eating and feeling good and waking up early and going for a gym session I don't know about you, but on my uh, my Saturday nights are now a very rarely, very rarely going out and going clubbing anymore because I think – and there's not to say, you know, if you like going out clubbing and you like drinking, that's cool. Like, you do you if that's what you enjoy. But I think for me now, I will do that once in a while because I my priority is feeling good. And for me, alcohol and drinking – does not massively align with that anymore. I drank at the weekend, right? It's taken me like two days, two almost like two three days to get over it. I went out on Saturday night, had a banging time. It was great. I saw my friends. It was it was fun. You know, had an amazing time. But I I on Sunday I was an absolute write off, and I was like, oh, I feel so sluggish. And then Monday still felt really sluggish, and still felt really like Ugh. so for me, things change. And I think that's the same for for everyone, you know, if you've got to do what makes you feel good, and what you enjoy, and you shouldn't have to, because it's something that you just said there was, you know, you don't have to be boring, but it's like, well, what do you think it's like, is there pressure to go out? Do you think there's a lot more pressure if you if you don't go out? Are you seen as boring? Do you think?
1: It's an interesting question. I think it totally depends, doesn't it? I mean, I think a lot of it depends on what your values are, and you know, like what you were saying. Then I'm very much the same. I'm I'm almost thirty, and I can't drink anywhere near like I used to. I don't recover as well as I used to, and I've really, especially since the pandemic and since lockdown discovered the real value of sleep and actually how much I love it and how much I enjoy feeling better. I'm very much a morning person, like you. You know, you want to get up and go for your walk, etc. So if it comes to the decision of am I going to go out in the week or is this going to affect how I'm going to feel tomorrow, chances are I'm going to opt to stay in because I value what I'm going to do tomorrow more than going out for a drink. Is there pressure? I guess there could be. I guess it depends on your age. I guess it depends on what you're what you're trying to get from going out. I think um, a lot of I mean, like I, I can't remember that. I couldn't tell you the last time I went to a club or anything like that. But, you know, I enjoy going out for a few drinks. But again, I don't like to wrap myself off because I know what it's going to do to me. The next day, mm-hmm. the day after, and yeah. especially now, probably three after, um, it takes me that long to get over it. Um, yeah. yeah, it's funny I, because I really...
0: if. if sorry I think I just no I was just gonna say (laughs) I was (laughs) gonna
1: say I was just gonna say I don't know if there is pressure um certainly in social groups there can be and I have felt it not in a bad way just I think sometimes a lot of people have that as their crutch if they're doing something that they're not particularly maybe enjoying or whatever and alcohol can be a bit of a crutch for them and I think well something and I know in my experience I've seen it with people where they've been like well I'm going out for a drink I want you to come to kind of make me feel a little bit better about what I'm doing if that makes
0: sense but it's funny because so for some context for you guys me and Matty actually met in Australia when we was both backpacking back in I think it was 2017 that we met I think it was wasn't it yeah
1: 2017 yeah yeah
0: yeah so we met in 2017 we both worked at a pub didn't we with each other and it was called Young and Jackson's it was undoubtedly one of the best places to work in Melbourne in Australia I think because it was huge it had like four layers didn't it, it had like four oh, it sorry masked. I say layers like a cake four floors <laughs> to it which was just mental and there were so many people that used to work there so everyone would always always wanting to be going out and there would be almost so much going on and when you're in that backpacker life and when you are traveling you And this was this it was like this for me. I don't know if it was like this for you, but you do end up going out so much just because it's the thing that everyone does. And I used to drink three, four times a week and that just became the norm. It was just the norm. It was like, yeah, drinks after shift. Yeah, let's go. You know, and that was good. I, I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed that time in my life, but I could not do that now because I would not function like I just couldn't function
1: oh, no at all. no not at all not at all I mean like I'd do similar um I got to I was only see I was only I got I got I don't want to say fired because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't you got sacked well I just got I got you I kept got that written, quiet I got written out of the roster, let's put it that way. Um, So I ended up taking another job, which was going to lead me to sponsorship, or at least a potential sponsorship, and we actually ended up going through the process. Long story short, because nobody really needs to know, obviously me being back in the UK means it didn't happen, but I took a job at another bar, and it was much uh, it was very chilled. It was probably the most chilled job I've ever had, where like drinking on shift was very common. And I could go through a shift very easily battered. Um, not that I ever really did, but it would have been possible for me to. And I remember nights where I ended up having to buy litre bottles of fireball whiskey because that was my burn bottle. That was the bottle that we would give. Shots out for it's be shots that we're doing outside the bar, like behind the bar, and I think that was only about five years ago, four years ago, mm. and the there's no way I could do that now. Like, I'm two beers and I'm done. I'm the, I'm the cheapest date going. Like I get taken, and my mates take the piss out of me nonstop, but I can't. Just I can't deal. And in a way, it's good. But also you're like, geez, what well, what's happened to me? Yeah, what what, what have I turned into? <laughs> a
0: little lightweight. That's me. Mm. That is me now. I'm just such a lightweight because I rarely drink. So when I do, I am very much a, a cheap date because I would just, yeah, get smashed so, so quickly. Um, but talking back to um toxic fitness BS, what is, mm-hmm. is there anything that you have like, what toxic bullshit have you followed before? Obviously, we know you had your six-minute abs, but what is something that really sticks out to you, something that you really, truly believed and got caught up in?
1: Oh, God, how long have you got? What haven't <laughs> I done? I, I, I've done all sorts. I remember uh, this, is, this is a, a bit of a bit average, disgusting story. Not average, disgusting story. Yes, um, yeah, that's I, 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 um, so I was about, I think, i was been about sixteen, and I bought these fat burning tablets, and I had no idea what I was doing. I was no idea what they were actually supposed to do. It was just on the on the thing. They were like, "You're going to burn fat." I'm like, "Brilliant, that's what I need to do." So I took them, and um, it was before school. So I was, yeah, like I say, I was about 15, 16. Took them before school, had them in my porridge. Don't think I was supposed to do that. I'm not quite sure. Anyway, um, about five minutes, maybe a little bit longer than that. I just have this feeling in my stomach where, you know, like, there's that point when you need the toilet and then you're like, oh, shit, no, I really need the toilet. And uh, I basically shit myself from these tablets. <laughs> um <laughs> And I never took them again. That's probably the messiest thing I've ever done. I've also been so. Oh, it's been so. wait like, Did you shit yourself
0: it, no. at school? Because
1: no, no, no. Your own oh, school? No, oh, no. Oh, you hadn't left yet. No, I hadn't left yet. I hadn't left yet. Phew. Um, but I just didn't. I didn't make the bathroom in time. Uh, I literally ran up the stairs to try and make. The, oh, you know, like you know when you feel yeah. it in your stomach. You're like, yeah, yeah, it was not good. Um, I did like, something didn't... really
0: similar I, I remember my friend this is when I first started weight training and I must have been 17 18 she was just like a little bit older than me and I think she like would go to this bodybuilding gym and she would be like really in with like the dudes that were there and she got these off-the-counter fat burners and she was like "Hey, Lois like have these and I was like all right okay took one mate I felt high as a fucking
1: kite (laughs) honestly
0: I was in my room and I was just laying down on the floor with my legs just up in the air against the wall (laughs) because I felt so high I just literally felt so fucking high and I was the same as you after that my stomach was absolutely fucked and I just could not stop going to the toilet
1: it's yeah it's it's mad isn't it like I mean that that was eye opening for me. I mean, like, I mean, you know, I don't make a habit of going around shitting myself. But once you've done it once, <laughs> you don't want to do it again.
0: Traumatised.
1: And um, so I, I, I've not, that's the only real tablet thing that I've ever done. But I've do had... But you abs-
0: Adios tablets?
1: Oh, God, yeah. Do you
0: remember those? You can get those in Holland the Barrett. Yeah. Adios tablets. i remember i got those i'm pretty sure i was 14 15 because i remember buying them from holland barrett and then i had this little like tin that i used to stash them in and put it in my bottom drawer because i didn't want my mum to know because i knew that they were a bit dodgy or whatever but i, I didn't want yeah. her to worry my so i was a massive worrier so i was taking those and also the raspberry ketones as well which for god fuck knows how they those are still flying about over instagram Someone messaged oh, yeah. me the other day and was like, "Lois, do you wanna do you wanna have a little chat about a business thing? It's you know, I'm I'm selling these raspberry ketones. You know, they're great for for weight loss." And I was just like,
1: "Look, the, it, yeah, it, it's it, well, it's that quick fix again, isn't it? People think that something like that is gonna is gonna help them, and you know, we've both fallen into that trap. I remember Adios, though. Yeah, I think my my mum, my mum would have had them. Like like I was saying before, you know, when I said about witnessing the females in my life doing these things like my mom and my nan would do the special k diet do you remember that
0: i used to do that
1: yeah what was it, was it like marvin 30 yeah. grams
0: of yeah. special k breakfast lunch dinner
1: yeah i mean it's just
0: i was hungry 24 7
1: and you just think though at what point did did anyone think like to actually promote that as something that is good and healthy for you. At what point did no one, like, I don't understand how no one sat there and thought, hang on a minute, lads, probably can't do this. It's like 30 grams is not a normal size. But I mean, like, you know, I, I'm, I'm not really in the habit of weighing my food all the time, but I'm pretty sure that the boldest cereal I have is never 30 grams. So, you know, like 30 grams is absolutely nothing. And to have that just three meals a day it's
0: that's if you're thinking about it in terms of calorie intake that's probably around 400 calories for the day
1: yeah mad i mean no shit you're gonna lose weight yeah You're you're gonna lose weight but what's gonna happen when you've done that for two weeks and you start eating normally again it's not sustainable it's just it's just mad i mean like even things like um i mean i've gone to town on social media on like slimming world and things like that um And, you know, there's people that love it or they're like me and and despise it. But I remember my, I remember again, my mum, my aunt doing red and green days, right? Well, this is the day where I'm having absolutely no meat. And this is the day where I'm having just meat. And it's like balance. But again, it's like
0: they just kind of was like, fuck it. Just made up all these, all these things just for the bands.
1: Yeah, it's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I've done. I had this was when I was in Australia as well. So I mean, this is fairly recent. You know, it's only up about five years ago. But there was an app, and I'm, I'm not going to mention the name of the app. But you know, it was something where you could literally. It was about fasting, and again, I don't have a problem with fasting if you're if it's done in the right conditions and you know what you're doing and there's a reason for it, right? But I would do like a crazy 16 hour fast. And like the, the app on my phone would literally count down to when I could eat. And I'm just there starving myself, waiting, being dictated to by an app on my phone that's saying, nah, no, hang on, mate, 10 more hours until you can eat. And I'm like, this is mad. But it's 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 just what the world we live in, isn't it? And like the only word for it is is toxic and it's horrific but yeah. there's there's so much of it out there, isn't
0: there? But I mean, there's people like yourself and myself trying to wade our way, fight against the 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 bullshits. We're like the we're
1: doing our bit, aren't we? We're, we're trying. Do, we're
0: doing our bit. We're trying. We're trying. Um, and we've got to keep fighting against it because we if you know, if we're putting a post out there and one even if one person sees it and then they stop doing their shake diet because they're like hold up actually no this isn't good for me and this isn't sustainable and then they realize that quick fixes and all of that shit is not the answer Mm -hmm. to a healthy happy sustainable life even if we're changing one person's life that's our job done at the end of the
1: day yeah yeah definitely definitely and like and i think you know as much as we've spoken about it here i do think that it is better you know we don't really see what we saw you know things like the special k diet for example we don't really see that yeah there's people out there that will just you know prescribe a, a 800 calorie diet but It is, I think it is getting, I think people are getting a little bit more aware of it, but there is still a hell of a lot out of it. There's still a hell of a lot of it out there. And yeah, yeah, we continue to fight the fight.
0: We do. We we live to fight another day. But if I think about when I was younger and the information that I used to follow used to be in like magazines and I used to see, you know, shake diets and, low calorie diets and etc and that was the only information that I ever used to see whereas now on Instagram although there is a lot of bullshit there is a lot of real talk and you know no this is not this is not right but it's it's trying to now navigate through TikTok and do the same
1: Hundred percent. For you, was it always like diet related, or was it exercise related as well? Like you know, the the, the bullshit that you like prescribed, like not prescribed, was prescribed to you. If you like what you consumed, everything that you saw, was it diet related, or was it, or was it exercise it was a as well?
0: Both. I think it was definitely both because, I mean, initially, I think it started as. Well, I remember when I, I first worked out my calories on my fitness power and it gave me a super, super low, super, super low calorie target to aim for. And then from there I used to cut out carbs because I thought that was the best way. And then I used to do X, Y, and Z. I used to jump on. Do you remember Flab do you remember flabilos? Did you ever hear no, of Flabilos? No, no.
1: What so, was that?
0: I remember I paid for a course of flab loss, right? Which is, I must've been about 16 when this happened. I paid for a course at my local salon and it's basically, it was advertised as a weight loss plate, vibration plate, right? So Mm. you stand on the vibration plate, hold onto the handles and you basically just stand there and your whole body is just jiggle jiggle, you know? And I was standing on it for 30 minutes. I remember going with my mate and we were both just there Wiggle wiggling on this plate, and it was advertised as weight loss. Like we were going to achieve a weight loss. We were going to lose a couple of pounds from just doing this one session of standing on this plate. But at that time, I my my self esteem was so low. I hated the way I looked. I wasn't happy within myself. So I wanted to do, I was willing to do anything to change that. I was willing to do anything that's I thought was going to work and also at that time I didn't have I didn't have a clue I didn't have the information I think probably I did want that quick fix I didn't realize that it was going to take work take work I did always have that belief of all right you know it's going to happen overnight and I did get into that very toxic mindset of okay I need a quick fix and I think that's why I did End up falling into that trap of dropping down my calories way too low until, you know, it did get to the point where I did end up with an eating disorder, but then followed very toxic. Habits with how I would train, so it would be I need to train because I need to earn my food, I need to burn off this amount of calories, and I used to go into the gym and I had my set little routine. It would be I need to burn two hundred calories here on the on the on the treadmill, two hundred calories on the rower, two hundred calories on the step machine, two hundred calories on the stepper, and I had my set little okay, this is what I need to do, and if i don 't achieve that, then it 's not a good workout so i've became very fixated on Just showing up at the gym to burn calories, showing up to the gym because I felt like I needed to earn my food, showing up at the gym because I felt like if I didn't train, that I would feel guilty, especially if I, you know, maybe the day before I had eaten a little bit more than I would do normally. So it was just a very vicious cycle to be in. And, you know, there is things that over the years I look back on and I think fucking hell like I cannot believe that that's the way that I I used to think but I don't blame myself because there was no information out there there was no there was no Matty and Lois to come and save the day so
1: I think I, I totally relate to that as well I mean like for me I think the lack of knowledge i had was if i look back now that that was the biggest issue i had because i didn't have an exercise problem because i trained i didn't necessarily train effectively and i didn't have the correct mindset around it or actually let me change that correct's not the right word a healthy mindset i didn't have a healthy mindset around it and i would be the guy like i said earlier i'd be the guy that like would smash hit workouts and like I was incredibly fit, um, in like cardiovascular wise, and I was you know fairly strong, but I was still overweight, and I still I just couldn't understand why. I mean, like I've just done a twenty minute hit workout. Why am I not burning ridiculous amount of calories for the next twenty four hours, like the workout said I was going to do? You know, this twenty minute workout I've just done. Like my watch has said I've burned six hundred calories, and like at the t- the I think the worst thing for me as well, looking back on that is at this point, I was training to be a personal trainer. So I was doing my qualifications and still at that point, there was nothing in the course that really honed in on that. And I think it's only the last couple of years, three, four, three years, I'd say, where I've actually, since I've qualified, I've actually understood it more. And um, I used to do this thing as well. You know that when you say about earning your food, I would work on a Saturday so my day would start in the bar would start about two o'clock one two o'clock and I'd finish at three four in the morning so it was a long ass day and before that shift I would go to the gym literally just down the road from the bar I would run 10k on the treadmill and that 10k was then my like my reward for that 10k was at the end of the night getting a kebab but if I if I didn't do that 10k and I got the kebab or whatever at the end of the night I would feel incredibly guilty and to be honest I would even feel guilty having had the kebab even though I'd done the run and it just turns into this vicious cycle of being like right I've got to burn more calories tomorrow or if I don't I'm just going to feel like a piece of shit and it's such a such a bad mindset to have, and it's like I said before. It's like going for that. It's like focus on performance. If you focus on your performance, focus on getting stronger, getting fitter, rather than how many calories you burn. And like I don't know about you, I see a lot of Instagram stories with people taking screenshots of their watch, and I I'm in two minds because sometimes I'm like it's brilliant that you're doing this activity, and I absolutely love it for you. But I'm also there, just like I kind of want to be on the shoulders, just being like stop focusing on your calorie burn because it's not that important. But I also, it's, do you ever find that? Do you ever find that there's, there's like a f- conflicting thing where you're like, like, I don't want to shit on you for what you're doing because I think it's brilliant that you're exercising and doing this and more power to you. But at the same time, it's like, are you focusing too much on the wrong thing? Like, in my opinion, like thinking that, you know, you're focusing on calorie burn now. I don't think that's a healthy thing for you. Did you ever yeah. find
0: that? So it's funny because I was having this conversation. So every single week I have what's called a mindset meeting with my clients where we'll discuss different things week by week. And one thing that was brought to my attention was one of my clients messaged me and she said she was really frustrated. She was like, Lois, I'm so annoyed. I went to the gym and my Fitbit did not record my workout. She was so annoyed by it. And I said, But how was the workout? How did you feel? like was it was it a good workout she was like yeah it was really good I hit pbs and I was like okay well let's focus on that we it doesn't matter if you haven't recorded your workout that is not you know that we don't need to focus on okay well my watch hasn't recorded my workout so it means that I didn't do it or it means that it wasn't an effective workout and also this goes back to having a certain amount of uh, calories burn in your in your workout one of my other clients she Started to, she she was hesitant about weight training because it burnt less calories than what she was used to with calo- um, cardio. So she was getting a little bit of a, um, she was getting a little bit of a tears about it because she was like, well, you know, the cardio must be better because I burn 500, 600 calories in my session as opposed to I burn like maybe 200, 300 calories in my weight training. And I was like, well, how you need to focus on like how you feel in yourself and what the the benefits of the the workout is doing for you yes okay you know strength training is completely different to cardio and has completely different benefits to cardio it's not to say that both don't have their place and they're both you know one is more important than the other um but it's when you just focus on okay well if i'm not sweating profusely if I don't feel absolutely battered by the end of my workout if I don't have a certain amount of calories burn then it's not a effective workout that's when there needs to be some kind of mindset shift to rather than focusing on those things focusing on how did I feel walking into that gym did I feel more confident is my form progressing like you said did I have I got a little bit lower in my squats am I getting strong as fuck all those things are so important and when you are um like you said you know if you're taking a photo of your watch if you're just focusing on the calories burn then I think it becomes a problem if you are able to just look at it and think all right you know I had a good workout this is how many calories I may have burnt because obviously fitness watches aren't 100 accurate but I also felt amazing I felt I felt great in my workout I think that that's when it's okay but I think if you're just solely focusing on oh everyone look I've burnt 500 calories in my workout um you know I, I've I've done amazing because of this then that's when I think it becomes a bit of a problem
1: 100% agree and I think going on that as well is I've done something which is maybe I, I've started doing it over the last six eight months and it could potentially be detrimental to my business, but I've started focusing less on progress photos. So like I won't put progress photos up on my social media anymore. Any testimonials or any, you know, client wins or whatever are purely performance focused or lifestyle changes or mentality focus. And I don't like to emphasize look at what this person looks like now and I think that that is you know like moving on from thinking about calories thinking about weight loss thinking about that sort of thing I think it's such a a important thing now is to focus on one how that person feels is that is that person confident is that person happy because I think that is so much more important than a, a before and after picture And it's not as market, you know, it's not as marketable. It's not as promotional, but, you know, it's ultimately what we're trying to do is we're trying to get people to feel better, be stronger, be happier, be more active, be fitter, et cetera. And I think it's, it's such a, a, such a more positive way to go about things. And, um, and I love that, you know, when you come off a coaching call and you, and you hear your clients say, oh, I've got this PB, I feel incredible. Same with me when I see clients or, or hear clients say that. That's that's the key thing. I think that's what we we, we should be focusing on.
0: Yeah, and I, I've i done the same to a degree. I will post less photos of clients results in terms of their physique and focus more on their wins and their form progressions and things like that it's not to say that I don't share those still but I am certainly trying to move away from that I would say purely for those same reasons as yourself um, to just focus on more the performance aspect side of things however I when i do put those photos up and when you know a client is proud of their progression and is proud of the way that their body composition has changed maybe but it's not just that it's the story behind the image that you don't 100%. see and that's 100%. what i'll always try and include in my caption to give a bit more context you know because yeah okay ex-client might have got a bit leaner but what was the process behind that how did they feel before and how do they feel now and it's not to say that when if somebody has got a higher body fat percentage that they can't feel amazing I'm not saying that at all but yeah. for that individual client, and for that individual client's journey, and what they want to feel a bit better, a bit stronger, a bit healthier in themselves, you can't see that from an image.
1: Hundred percent. But at the think... same
0: time, if you've got a if you've got a photo, you know, obviously, you know, there could be some coaches out there. And I've had this before. I've had somebody come to me from a previous coach who said their coach put them on, you know, X calories, like 1,200 calories, super, super low. And they felt like the whole time that their coach just wanted
1: just wanted the, picture, the transformation
0: right? photo. They just wanted yeah. the photo. They didn't give a yeah. shit about anything else.
1: 100%. I think... Um not to go back on what I said, but to, I think to, just to add a little bit more context, I, I, what I'm talking about more so is 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 photos without context. Right. So I think it's completely different. So if to say, for example, if you get uh, if a client comes to you and says, Lois, I have just taken this picture on the beach in my bikini i feel fucking incredible i never thought i would have done this look at me from here six months ago look at me now like it's just i feel incredible completely different and that's not really where i was that's not i think that is absolutely fantastic i think the context is key my my um my point i guess um is you know like you'll see some some Instagram feeds and it's literally just transformation, 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 transformation all the way down. Zero context. It's just this was them before, this is them now, eight weeks later. And it's, you know, and and that's not to shit on that. And I think, you know, a lot of people can and probably are doing that sustainably, you know, maybe, but, you know, I would be very interested to see what would happen if, you know, you've visited that person again after their eight week block, six months down the line, Have they still maintained that or have they gone back to their old habits? Because, uh, you know, I don't prescribe to the belief that eight weeks is long enough time to make a lasting change. I think you can, you can do something for eight weeks, whether you're doing it three months later, four, four months later. Yeah. In my experience, it's not been that way um it's 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 you need longer than eight weeks to make that consistent change and I think that's that's what's important is that is that continuation visit them six months down the line if they've kept it off and uh, or whatever and and they're they're doing the same things fantastic but I would be very interested to see what that percentage is like you know
0: yeah definitely and I think that's why me and you are so focused on sustainability because we want people to get to that point where they're able to maintain that results and they they're not in that constant cycle of having to rely on all right well now I need to go back to like d- d- feeling like I need to diet or, or whatever you know so yeah. it's actually getting to rather than I don't like that word diet I hate it but um rather than dieting trying to think of making like a, a lifestyle change trying to focus on making sustainable habits that are going to get you that long-term result that you that you want and that you desire it so that you don't feel like you have to resort to any quick fixes or you have to you know like rush about trying to lose body fat you know because you, yeah. you focus on the journey you focus on how, how you feel and your strength gains and, and and all that jazz
1: yeah absolutely it's it's such a, a much more beneficial thing I think not just in terms of looking at it from a physical perspective but also a mental mental perspective um it's everything needs a long-term long-term focus sustainable focus mm. and um and yeah like you say I think it's like I think it's something that that you do brilliantly um it's something that i'm i'm implementing and and doing with my clients as well and i think it's it's 100 the the right way to go about it and i'm glad that 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 that's how i see a lot more of it coming through and i'm glad that that's that's the case you know
0: and i think we are constantly evolving as coaches because if I look at back when I first started personal training to where I'm at now I I do think there probably was some things that I if I look if I really thought about it now I'd think okay like I wouldn't I wouldn't do that with clients now so I would have maybe used some words for example like toned or I would have um maybe even use the word cheat meal when I first started, you know, back when I like back five, six years ago, maybe I would have, you know, because I was enmeshed in that, lifestyle that kind of way of thinking myself I used to have cheat meals etc and I used to have that kind of like a little bit of a toxic mentality still towards those things and I do think that we are constantly evolving we're constantly learning as coaches and what is something that you have learned over the years being a coach something that you are now really trying to drill into your clients with the sustainability side of things?
1: I've made uh, I've made a lot of mistakes even in, you know, I look back to two years ago and I think I did a lot of reflection and a lot of learning and I spent a lot of the pandemic when was not in a gym working on how can I become a better coach? What do I need to do? What don't I understand? And so I spent a lot of time doing that. And one of the mistakes that I would have made would have been focusing on, I would have focused more initially on, like I said earlier, on calorie burn for people or focused on weight loss being the main driver. And I have changed on that. I now position myself as wanting to get you stronger wanting to get you more active wanting to get you healthier and happier etc and having that lifestyle transformation or that lifestyle change um I even even just little words like you uh, even a couple of weeks ago um when you messaged me and told me how something that I'd said um I can't actually I can't actually recall was it 80
0: 20 rule
1: it was eighty twenty rule, that's it. And I said, I said eighty twenty rule. And even just the word rule being like, you know, when you said to me, like, about how the connotations of that, and it's something I've not thought about, but I think about it now. And, you know, so that was really, and I remember you, I remember when you told me, you were like, oh, I didn't want to wear, I, you didn't want to come across as being like, you know, intruding or whatever but like it's like you say like constantly evolving constantly learning like i appreciate that and i i want to get called out on something if i say something that's wrong you you know you know full well what my intentions were behind that and i think the fact that you've already been in a position where you've learned from that you could then pass that on to me and then i can realize i think that's really important but you know um I think even just in terms of how I deliver exercise that's something how or how I deliver a training session that's something that I've 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 really really changed with my clients as I've developed my knowledge as I've progressed through you know I'm still relatively early in my there's no relatively about it I'm still early in my career as a PT and I think if I go back to two years ago when I first started I was working at a virgin active and um you know I was the PT that put a client on a Bosu ball to squat. And I thought that was a good thing to do. And, um, you know, she was an actress in Coronation Street. That's my claim <laughs> to fame. I put, <laughs> I put a Coronation Street actress on a Bosu ball. I didn't have a fucking clue what I was doing. And but you know- those are
0: things that you look back on and you've, and you've learned from. And- Oh yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, and you've done the work to become a better coach. And you know, and like me, like I know that I've done the work to become a better coach and I know that there's some things I look back on and I think fucking hell, you know, so we're constantly evolving, we're constantly learning and I think that's one of the things that's really exciting is that in five years time we're going to become even better coaches, we're going to continue our learning, we're going to continue growing and we're going to continue learning how to, how to help people. Better yeah. with their journeys and I think that's a really exciting way to think about
1: it 100% so. I, I think the key word there as well is exciting like it is exciting I'm excited about that I'm excited about seeing your growth I'm excited about like hopefully my growth I'm excited about seeing what our clients there's no do hopefully about it you
0: are going to grow you 100% like 100%
1: well, 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 we'll we'll see. We'll What's see. Be, we'll believe it. I'll believe it when I see it.
0: <laughs> well, thank you so so much for joining me today, Matty. It has been an absolute pleasure. And to anyone listening, make sure you go ahead and follow Matty at Matty Ahill on
1: Instagram. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. On. Am I am I the first bloke that you've had on the Boss Babe Diaries?
0: Yeah. Amazing. yeah You are. An honored guest.
1: (laughs) I am very honored. Thank you so much. That was amazing.
0: Thank you so much. And thank you guys for listening.